Let's go to the intro. This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Let's go. Man, what a fucking, I tell you what, man, it wasn't easy starting this show. Was not easy starting this show. So real quick, if you don't know, now you know, motherfuckers. I, um, I, uh, ba ba ba, modded a microphone. So I'm a fucking. If you if you're listening to me for the first time, I've been around for a while. I'm obsessed with audio. I've probably been through 14 different microphones, and I'm not exaggerating. Want to find my voice? Want to see what sounds best? You know, I started with a bunch of crap. Now I got some decent stuff. Yada yada yada. So I decided that the new thing was to mod the microphone. Get it modded, baby. You want duops? Or do you want USB? You want um, you want XLR? You want all this stuff? So I modded a microphone. Right here it is, right there. Painted it white because I wanted a white microphone. Came out amazing. Right, looks awesome. So I spent the better part of the better part of the last maybe um, half hour figuring out. Cause it had a hiss to it. I was getting bothered by the hiss. I changed cables out. I daisy chained them. I ran it USB. Drove me nuts. And then I'm messing with the processing. And then like, you know, the processing to get into all this shit is like, you got to get into the weeds with it. Didn't have time. I'm here for the picks. I'm here to make picks, baby. I didn't have time to do it. So I'm on my old trusty microphone. Uh, sounds fine. Listen, I'm the only crazy person. I thought I needed the modern microphone. Gonna have to dial that one in. Gonna need some time, some tinkering, some dork shit to get that dialed in. So you got the old mic, which sounds great. You sound great. You look great. What's up with the what's up, people? How's it going? We got a fight night. One more before we get a week break. Um, Not a lot of meat on these bones. Not a lot of money done these bones, but I do like uh, it, it. This was a tough card. I'm not going to lie to you. This was a tough card. I do like some spots. Spots are hard to come by. You're going to be, we're going to need some bounces. We're going to need some shit to go our way. But uh, not overly confident with my slime ball, but we're going to give it out because um, I've already used my pass on the year. You get one pass on the slime ball. I've already passed. We're seven and seven. If I go seven and eight, man. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be something. Something's gonna happen to your boy. Uh, not really, just maybe, just be very down on myself, which is very rare that I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a positive person, but goddamn, if I go seven eight on this slime ball, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking, fucking do something. First fight of the night, else Elise Reed. I almost said else. My brain's fried. I'm a fucking noodle. Uh, uh, Elise Reed minus one sixty versus Slam Page. Sam Page Hughes plus one forty. Uh, kicking the night off with some females. Listen again, I have said it a million times. I said it a million more. I am not great at picking female MMA. I it is a weakness. I'm trying to get better. I dove into these fights. I like Elise Reed. I picked Elise Reed when she fought Sarge and and, and she lost. And then I I picked Le- uh, Elise Reed. Her uh, last time out against Cor McKenna was a very split decision. McKenna is a good grappler. Elise is a pretty good awkward striker. Sam Page, this girl beat uh, Estela Nunez basically off cardio. She was losing a fight. She came back and and out cardioed her. Elise Reed is pretty crafty off her back. Sam Page. Does have some good takedowns. She's taking this fight on relatively quick notice, t- quick turnaround after the um, after the uh, the Estela Nunes fight. 
which could be a good thing. She's in the groove. She's in the new camp. She's got new motivation, whatever. But it's a sl it's a fade on Sam Page. Again, I'm going to Lee Street. I just think she's the more skillful fighter. I think she's better on the feet. Sam Page can make it grimy. She can get her down. She can wrestle her. But I just don't see her being better than Corey McKenna. Corey McKenna is very good at doing that. Um, and uh, Elise Reed is, is is crafty on her feet, man. I like the I like her style a little bit. I like her gamesmanship. And Sam, you know, listen, she's tough. She's in she's in that Fortis camp now. She's learning new things, but it's fade on sight when it comes to Sam Page. Maybe, maybe I will one day wake up when she goes on a ten fight run and be like, okay, Sam Page is the real deal. But I just don't know if that's gonna happen. Give me Elise Reed. Give me the chalk minus one sixty. Don't love it. Probably by decision. Uh, we we got the props open. Let's see if all the fights have props. I do not know. Um, okay, now my computer's like, hey, uh, you fucked up so bad on the on the, setting up that mic that we're not gonna work for you now. Thanks, computer. All right, here we go. We're back in business. All right, so over two and a half, three minus three fifty. That's what you expect. At least read to win by decision minus one ten. I like that. That's a little better than minus one sixty. However, you know, half a point. You know, um, essentially to you know there's anything happen to mma so you're you're risking a half a point i would just take money line over two and a half i think it's gonna happen as well at least three minus 165 i have 160 here so alliance has changed a little bit but i like at least read here money line is a nice little play again take it with a grain of salt because i cannot predict women's mma okay that is a weak spot on your boy next up chase hooper Plus 145, he is fighting Philippe Corrales, who is 10 and 3, minus 165. Let's see if this line moved. I, we talked about this on the Anik. Okay, so plus 155 for Chase. He's moved up a little bit against Philippe Corrales, minus 180. Uh, listen, Chasey Chase, you Eminem son of a bitch. I love this kid's commitment to the game. He's been training for a long time. He came in, you know, as an MMA fighter. He has a pretty good record. I think they've treated him with baby gloves in the UFC. They've matched him up pretty well. Um, I feel like he has not looked all that great. He is obviously dangerous on the ground, but if you have some kind of submission awareness, I think you're going to be okay when you hit the ground with uh, with Chase Hooper. Um, uh, and Philippe Crowless is a guy who's a little under the radar. He fought at Bantamweight. He's come out to featherweight now. Chase is a pretty good-sized featherweight. Skinny as all get out. Boy, skinny. But he's tall, lanky, and, you know, and he's and he's awkward. And, and uh, so that could be a problem. I mean, Philippe Crowless is 5'8". He's not the smallest guy in the world. 28 years old. But his MMA, his UFC record's been kind of up and down. He's 2-3 and three in the UFC. So the UFC is obviously trying to give Chase another nice little layup here. Like, hey, 135 are coming up to 45. He's 2-3 and three in the UFC. What you say, bub-bub? Uh, you know, he lost his debut back in 2019 at Geraldo de Fratas. Haven't seen that fight. Saw the Domingo Parte fight very, very close. I actually thought Domingo won that fight. Montel Jackson, who's a fucking stud at 135, who would starch Chase. Uh, Montel just took over that fight. That's not a bad loss. Luke Sanders, again, Luke Sanders has been put out by everybody. Corrales should have finished that fight in a really close fight with Chris Gutierrez, who's an absolute stud. So I feel like Corrales is getting his feet and, he, and he's starting to, you know, he's starting to kind of feel it now. Now, here's what I want from Chase, right? When Chase fights, I don't like seeing this kid take punishment, right? He's a punching bag. I want to see him get some defense, right? Has, haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. Haven't seen him get some, I need to get him some defense, and we also need to get him um, some fucking wrestling, right? He's obviously trained on those things. He's a young kid. I'm not going to say, oh, Chase has, has, uh, has no striking. He has no striking in this fight. He has no wrestling in this fight. He's been away for a little bit. He could have developed these skills. He's that young. He's a sponge. Anything can happen. 
But it's, again, I just can't back Chase. I mean, the number's nice. I see people flirting with him as the underdog here. He's a likable kid. Um, I just, you know, unless it's like a really awkward, sloppy fight and it goes to a decision, I just don't see Chase winning. Philippe's never been submitted before. He's fought some decent guys in there. And I just don't think Chase is like lights out on the ground like people expect. Like, oh, if he gets to the ground, it's over. Like, he hung out in the ground with Steven Peterson. He was fine. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, I like Philippe here, even though he's a little undersized. I feel like the UFC is, again, Philippe's got a win or he's cut. And I don't know if they're going to cut Chase. Um, if he looks really bad, you got to cut him. He's got, you know, he's got two wins in the UFC. David, Daniel Tamor, ground and pound. Caceres beat the brakes off him. Peter Barrett was beating the brakes off him until he got heel hooked. Steven Peterson beat the brakes off him. So he's two and two in the UFC. I mean, this is a talent that you might want to hold on to if the UFC, if you see it. I don't see it, so I'm going to go Corrales here. Spent way too long on that fight than I probably should have. My B. My B, boys. My B. My B. Got to be honest here. Not being able to use the microphone that I've been modding this whole week is fucking with my head. So if I go 0 for 11 and I don't hit anything, blame it on that. Okay? Blame it on the technology, boys. Next up, Jonathan Martinez. Minus 220 versus Vince Morales. He is a plus 180. This fight was very, very hard for me to predict. Second hardest fight for me to predict on just because I don't know what Jonathan Martinez is showing up. This is a guy that I put my reputation on the line with when he fought uh, goddamn Davy Grant. And David Grant turned out to be a goddamn beast. Then... This is a guy who I thought was going to win. Doesn't going to win. His chin's there. His chin's not there. He's a good striker. What are we getting? Line has stayed steady, right? Line has stayed steady. Vince Morales coming off a nice KO over Luis Smoker, who we just saw fought David Grant, a pretty, pretty tough, you know, customer. KO him in the round one. Draco Rodriguez fight. Draco Rodriguez proved he wasn't UFC quality. Besides that, though, he's been up and down in the UFC. He's fought some good names, but to me, just hasn't looked fantastic. And you got Jonathan Martinez, who, again, up and down in the UFC, both coming off two wins. Zavi Lashavili nailed the name, I believe. <laughs> Georgian. Uh, Marab Das really was high on this kid. He went in there, kind of legged the egg against Jonathan Martinez. Jonathan Martinez showed good. Uh, take down the fence, showed good. Striking did get clipped. Alejandro Perez fight. Alejandro Perez is a fucking wild man. I think he's homeless, probably. The guy's certified to be insane. Cracked Martinez at the end of those rounds a couple times, but Martinez overly dominated. He would be on a four-fight ridden streak if he didn't get caught by David Grant, or David Grant, excuse me. The only time he's been finished in the UFC, but he's been wobbled his past two times out. I'm going to take Jonathan Martinez based on consistency, based on the fact that he's fought better competition. I like he's striking better as well. Morales has been chewed up with the kicks. He knocked out Luis Smoka, but Luis Smoka is not the best striker in the world. Luis was pushing the action. He got caught. Uh, going to happen. Morales, it, you know, he can mix wrestling up, but I think Martinez has proven to be a tough dude to take down. So give me Jonathan Martinez minus 220 as we just work that out. As, as a podcast family, as I just talked and you listened and we worked it out, I feel a lot more comfortable on Jonathan Martinez. My biggest issue is, is I hold grudges and I can't forgive Jonathan Martinez for what he did to me a million years ago. Completely my fault. Davy Grant was the superior fighter. If they fought now, I think Davy Grant wins. So it's 100% my fault, 100% my read, but I'm going to blame JMM, man. I'm going to blame Jonathan Martinez a little bit for that one. Uh, sorry. But uh, I like Martinez. I, I'm a little more confident in that fight now than I was. Is it going to be slime ball parlay worthy? Is it going to be whatever? I'm going to bet him. I don't know if slime ball parlay worthy because he has let me down in the past. But, I mean, I think it's a good matchup for him. All right, next up, Mamar Morales. Minus 160 versus Uso Medic. 
He's a plus 145. Let's see if this line has moved. Oh, by the way, uh, those props to the last two fights. So I think Hooper Corrales is going to go to the decision. Uh, Corrales by decision would be plus 150. Nice little number. Uh, chase by submission, if, if that's what people are going to chase. Oh, fucking nailed that joke. Uh, chase by submission is 500. So 5-1 to one by Chase Hooper. The only way I think he could win a decision. It could be sloppy. But I do think Chase, if he's going to win, it'll be by submission. So plus 500. You value boys out there will love that. Jonathan Martinez or Smith Morales. Don't have a great read on how the fight's going to go. Um, I want to say TKO by Jonathan Martinez, which is going to be plus 400, but he's proven not to have the biggest power. Has good knees, but hasn't finished somebody in a while. So Jonathan Martinez by decision is minus 110. That's what Vegas leaning on. Over two and a half is minus 245. Um, I don't love it. I think I just would stick to J- Jonathan Martinez at minus 220. Again, it's Wednesday. Maybe I'll love it come Saturday. Maybe I'll like the two and a half. Maybe I'll do a little props parlay. Uh, but right now, I just don't love it. All right, Murray Miles versus Uso Medic. This is the fight that I took to Twitter. And uh, didn't know because this is the last one I had filled out here. And um, it's a tricky fight. Listen, Uso Medic's a guy I was high on. And here's and here's the rub, okay? This podcast is going to sound a lot like me messing up and me having bad reads and me holding grudges and me being a shitty capper, okay? And maybe those things are true. But the Uso Medic fight, he was an underdog or slight pick him. I can't exactly remember the line, but I was all over him in the Jalen Turner fight. Now, Jalen Turner has proven since the Urso Medic fight to be a beast. He's proven before that to be a beast. But I remember Jalen Turner getting knocked out by Vicente Luque. I remember Jalen Turner getting beat up in Atlanta live by Matt Favola. That's the Jalen Turner I know. So instead of going, hmm, this six foot 10, whatever the fuck, 55er is getting better. He's got all the skills in the world. I go, I'm going to fade him for a guy coming up the contender series who only had seven fights who's looked good already in the UFC, but is young and unproven. And Jalen Turner is well-rounded, has a ground game, and ran through some medics. So it was very surprising. But a lot of mixed reviews on Twitter. A lot of people, one guy shouted out, said he met Urso and his, and he was cool. Uh, that's cool that he's cool fans. You know, he's skilled. Omar Morales, the Latin lover. This dude was, you know, where is he from? Is he from Spain? Because him in, in Venezuela, born in Venezuela, fighting out of Florida. Vene- that's Venezuela's flag? Okay. I fucking completely whiffed that. Um, but him and Ponsonibio, though, they're like Latin lovers, baby. Like if 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 the, you know, there's probably a Latin, you know, women porn book out there. You know what I mean? Those romance books with Fabio. Omar Morales and in, in, in Ponce Nieberg are going to be on the cover of those down in Latin America because, I mean, these chicks are just banging themselves, banging these guys. These guys are just banging is what it is. I mean, you go to Ponce Nieberg's Instagram, four or five lines in, you don't know he's a fighter unless you knew him. He's fucking shirt open, chest out, steamy look at the camera, fucking guitar in his hand. That dude fucks, okay? Uh, you wouldn't know he's a fighter if you just hopped on his Instagram. Like, oh, this dude's from fucking... Uh, Argentina just banging everybody. Omar Morales has that vibe to him as well. A lot of people, you know, they're very split. This is a hard fight to go. I ultimately went with Usho because of the the value. The value, he's an underdog. He's long, he's rangy. I think his striking is going to hold up. His cardio needs to hold up. Omar Morales is a little short stock. He doesn't really go for it. He's got good kicks. He's got good striking, but I just think he might be a little undersized. And uh, just the ground game's out there. He got submitted pretty quickly last fight out against Jonathan Pierce, who's a stud. But I don't see that happen with Urso. I don't think Urso is going to take him down. I think they're going to stand up. I like the stand up happening here. I like uh, I like bombs being thrown. I don't think Omar Morales has ever been knocked out on my memory. 
Uh, you know, he went in with Giga decision loss, Shane Young. Okay, so he's got a lot of knockouts, but no knockouts to his name. He's never been finished. Excuse me. He's never been knocked out. He got finished by John the Pierce. I just said that, Brian. Wake up. Um, man, yeah. So I'm going to go Uso. Probably shouldn't cover mouth on a podcast, you dumbass. Over two and a half is plus 135 for this fight. So Ursa Medic is a guy that's going to get in there and wants to get it done quickly. Morales has proven to be durable. So over two and a half at plus 135, I like because Morales has more experience. And even though he is a finisher himself, he doesn't have a finish in the UFC. And I think he is um, he's going to lose a couple rounds in the beginning. And then maybe if Urso, you know, gases, we can take over here. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going Urso. Not confident. It's my pick. He's underdog. Him by KO's plus two fifty. Him by submission plus ten hundred. Oh, Morales by KO's plus one seventy five. So the the Vegas think there's gonna be a lot of action in the stand up as I do, but I just don't know if they're gonna be able to finish each other. Morales is a fucking durable guy. So over two and a half is jumping out at me. Um, but I I'm gonna pick Urso Medic to definitely win in the beginning. Definitely look good, and we'll see what the kids got. We'll see what the kids got. You know what I mean? Parker Porter, plus 450 versus Jalton Almeida. Now, listen, this, this line has moved a lot. So I had Almeida at 630. He's now minus 575 on DraftKings. Minus 410. I got these lines this morning, by the way. Minus 410 for Parker Porter. So the line is moving on this, right? And, man, listen, I feel like I have a strong read on this fight. I mean, Jalton Almeida... Lock him up. <laughs> Mortal lock. Jalton Almeida, of course. Of course, brothers. Of course. My, my Portuguese accent. This kid, 30 years old, 6'3", fights at light heavyweight. Let me see his two losses because I, I, I don't know. So Tiago Moreira knocked him out 16 seconds in round one back in 2017. He was 4-0. Tiago Moreira was... Um, was uh, 11 and 5. So I had a lot more experience, got caught early. Okay. Then he lost to Bruno Assisis by unanimous decision. He's 12 and 6, you know, average ish fighter. Um, and then he's just been on a run since then. He's been grappling, he's been whatever, just getting in there, just grinding it out. So this dude, this big boy came from the contender series, built like a shit brick house, choked out his contender series guy, dominated his UFC debut. Wants to fight every weekend. Wants the action. Call me up, boss. Sign me up. So they go, hey, no one at 205 is open right now. No one at 205 probably wants to fight this guy. We got Parker Porter, the steakhouse, right? We got Parker, big, thick old boy at heavyweight. What do you think? Yeah, I'll take it. So I mortal locked him. He's going to be in my slime ball parlay. It's a huge number, but if you, if, if I wasn't, if, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous because Parker Porter's a guy that you overlook. Frumpy, I mean, he's six foot, 265, hairy, ugly, not flashy. His punches aren't powerful. He's a thick dude. He's pretty good on top, not really great off his back. He's so easy just to overlook. But he fights big boys. He fights heavyweights. As Jalton Almeida, confidence get out. Confident dude coming up from 205, which, listen, he's a fucking big dude. He's not going to be that undersized. I mean, again, Parker Porter's just thick, wide, not very tall. He might be wider than he is tall. He's only six foot. Jalton Almeida's 6'3". You're going to have the reach advantage. But Jalton Almeida's game is to get you on the ground and pound you out. 
and take a neck, whatever I can get. And he's good at it. Big reservation here is he showed a little bit of cardio on the contender series. Parker Porter is a tough guy to get out of there. Parker Porter is going to be hard to take down that first round unless Jalton Almeida is just superhero strong, which he looks to be. Um, so I have a lot of reservations on this fight. I li- and listen, it's a thin card. I made him my mortal lock. I'm going to bet him. He'll be in my slime ball parlay. I'm not trying to be playing both sides of the fence. I'm trying to be decisive and telling you I'm going to win. Jalton Almeida looks like a fucking Brazilian Superman. So, of course, I'm going to take him. But I think a lot of it is because I'm overlooking Parker Porter. I think if I popped my shirt off and Parker Porter popped his shirt off and no one knew who we were and we stood in front of people and were like, hey, pick the professional fighter, I might get picked. I look young. Parker Porter looks a lot rougher on me, but just based on body types, and I'm nothing to look at when I have my shirt's off, trust me. But I think I got a better body than Parker Porter, and I do nothing. But Parker Porter kicked my ass. I'm just saying. The steakhouse can kick my ass, but he gets overlooked a lot. And, uh, man, uh, I'm going to go Almeida here, though. Almeida by TKO, plus 225. Almeida by submission, plus 100. So Vegas has seen, obviously, the same thing we do. Under one and a half is minus 115. Over, plus 125 or 120. Uh, winning method here, I mean, jeez, jeez. Uh, I mean, is there anything good here? You can do the win by finish. John Johnson, I made a woman knockout or submission on DQ. Yes, at minus 200. That that might be just the way to go there, even though I think uh, Parker Porter is a little bit more durable than people give him credit for, including myself. First minute finish. Don't think that's going to happen. First round finish, though. Uh, I could see Almeida wanting to come out and, and get Johnson made around one plus 110. Yeah, so a lot of people are seeing that way as well. Probably some props can be played on that fight. Give me Johnson Almeida, my mortal lock. Lock him up. Lock him up. Not nervous about it at all. Not looking back. Joseph Holmes. Ugly? What's his name? Ugly man? What's his name? Ugly man. Yeah, Joseph Ugly Man Holmes. 7-2. and two. I don't know why I said his record. I've said no one else's record. First podcast. Minus 195 versus Alan Amades Madowski. Plus 165. God damn it. I can't talk today. So Holmes came off the contender series. Didn't make it. Finished. They're like, nah, we don't like you, bud. Goes on the regional scene. Wins by knockout. On looking for a fight with Dana White, they're like, all right, let's sign him up. He's a Kraus guy. Um, he only has one other loss. That was his debut. Debut as a pro. Rattled off a ton of wins and then lost Jamie Pickett. The Jamie Pickett fight, he gassed out. Did not look good. Fought in the clinch. Was in his game. He's good on the ground. Decent on the feet. But he went to Twitter, and this is what I like about him. He went to Twitter and said, I fucked up. I had no cardio. I'm fixing it, Right. With James Krause in his corner, he's got a good corner on his team. And, uh, you know, I like this kid. Alan Amadeski, let me let me just, let me just, I'm going to handicap this guy with one with one thing here, okay? He's 34, right? More more than one thing. He's 30, okay, here we go. Here it is, right? Doesn't have a UFC win. He's 34. He last fought in 2019, and he got knocked out by John Phillips. Whoop! See ya! Fade City, Joseph Holmes for the win. Send him home. Send him home early. Send him home early, Joe. Send him home early, baby. I like Joseph Holmes by finish here. I, I looked it up. Him by submissions, plus 215. You get him by KO at plus 300. I think he's going to take him to the ground. Uh, who does have a ground game himself, but I think he's going to get the back. He's going to eventually do it. It looked like he hunted for the takedown a lot against Pickett. I think he's learned a lot from that fight. I think Amadeski stinks. I think he's going to get taken down. Yeah, wrapped up or finished on the feet. I like him. Send him home. Send him home, Joe. 
All right, Eric, your boy, Anders, plus 165 versus Jong-Yong Park. Iron Turtle, both great nicknames, minus 195. Talked a little bit about this on the Anakin Florian. Uh, Anders was my underdog pick. They gave me an option to pick him or Chase Hooper to most likely win this week. So I went with my gut, and my gut told me to. I'm the dog, the big bad dog. Boom, baby. Dog the bounty hunter coming in at you. Let's go, dog shot. Hire your boy, Anders. I mean, this guy's got to win this fight, right? Junior Park's very solid, but he's not spectacular. He's tough. He's not great everywhere. He's not explosive. He's just in your face. Eric Anders looked really good against Darian Stewart. He switched camps. He fought Andre Munez, got his arm taken with him. Okay, that's a specialist. That's a kid's a beast. Let's rebound here against a winnable fight. Eric Anders win by submission, or excuse me, by decision plus 350. Hammer that. Hammer that all the way home. Over two and a half. Hammer it. Plus two and a, two and a half. Both these guys are durable. Uh, Junior Park's not going to take him down and submit him. Eric Anders probably could knock out park maybe but not after parks parks gotta take some big big shots um i love this fight for anders here plus 165 dog lock dog shot i'm playing him by decision as well at plus 350 um yeah all over this spot for your boy eric anders i think he's a, a guy that um took some time off left alabama went to a real camp and not saying alabama wasn't a real camp but he went to a reputable camp I think he's going to come in looking good and in shape. And uh, I think Young Park is a tough, durable guy, but he's just not special. And Eric Anders loses the specialties. And I think Eric's going to win a decision here. I'm excited for it. Let's go. Dog shot, Eric. Your boy, Anders. Pollyanna Viana versus Tabitha. Tabitha. It's just Tabitha Ricci. Let's go. Pollyanna, plus 110. Tabitha, minus 130. Let's see if these lines have moved. Female fights, Pollyanna plus 105, Tabitha minus 125. So Tabitha has gone up a little bit. Wonder why I'm going to take her in this fight. Pollyanna, been around the UFC for a while. You know, pretty girl. Both these are battle of the beauties. Both pretty women. Um, I just think Tabitha Reed, she's got that dog in her. She's hungrier. She wants it more. She's uh, She's been in there with Manon Farot, who's a stud, and she gave Manon Farot a good fight. That was her debut, I believe. Came back and beat Maria Oliveira. Um, Tabitha Ricci, though, I just think she wants it more. 27 years old. She's a little spitball fire. Uh, she's coming out, Pollyanna, who's been in there with, I can't pronounce her name, Pollyanna. Uh, she's been in there with some very good girls. She's coming off two armbar wins over very sub competition. Don't think she's going to armbar a little tap. I mean, Tabitha Ricci's arms are this big. How the fuck are you going to armbar that? Um, so give me Ricci here at, at, at minus 130. I'm confident in that pick as well. That's going to be a straight wager for me. You gotta be careful parlaying these women, man. But uh, that's a straight wager. Tabitha Ricci, she's um, minus one twenty-five as, as, as well right now. So she has gone down. Maybe I think I I messed that up earlier. All right, next up, Chidi and Juku twenty. Uh, I don't know why I said in Juku. Chidi and Jukwani. get it together, tighten it up, Brian. Chidi and Jukwani, minus two twenty versus Dusto Torovich, plus one eighty. I picked this on the Anakin Florian. I'm sticking with my gut. Timbo, who's hot right now, loves Chitty in this spot. Um, I just think he's going to get exposed on the ground, man. You know, this is a guy who's been long overdue to the UFC. He's got five wins on the regional scene over current or former UFC fighters. And um, I just I just really think that he's a good striker. I think he's hard to take down. But I think Dusko is going to create a striking battle. And Chitty's going to fall for it. And then it's eventually going to be takedown City. Um, Dusko is is a little chinny. Keeps his chin up in the air. He's been knocked out before. 
He's not a super big submission threat on the ground. I don't think his jiu-jitsu lights out. Chidi off his back. He's been there before. He's lost fights before. He's been submitted a million times. He's you know got grounded out before. He's obviously going to work on. He's young enough. He's in his prime to fix that. But here's the thing. Here's the rub. Right, you're giving me a number plus one eight. I'm gonna take it. I'm taking Dusko. I'm taking him by finish as well because I feel like even though Dusko isn't this jujitsu ace, he's so heavy on top. He really is. And Chidi is 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 gonna be a little surprised if it gets there. If it doesn't get there, I'm fucked. Right? That's just that's just the law of the land. If Chidi stands up with his, with Dusko the whole time, I'm fucked. Right? But if Dusko can get it there. TKO, KO, plus 500. I like that, man. I, I think that's the only way he wins. He could win possibly a decision if they just decide to stand up. But I just think Chidi's that much powerful and that much cleaner on the feet that is not going to do that. He's got to have to get the fight to the ground. He's going to have to be on top. And his ground and pound is really good. And I think he can get Chidi out of there. There could be a submission if Dusko has submissions. I don't know. I just see a TKO happening. I see Chidi fighting it off for a long time, rolling to his back, and he's eventually getting flattened out and just can't take it. Um, yeah, and he and, and Dusko's got two submissions million years ago, one guillotine, one rear naked choke. Um, and, and yeah, so I mean he's a young kid, he's 27, he's big, he's learning. Chitty's gonna want to stand up with him, but I think Dusko's gonna take him down. And when you're giving me plus money, and you're giving me five to one for the only way he could win the fight in my eyes, yeah, yeah, hammer it, baby. So give me Dusko there. Uh, co-main event, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Ponzi. He is a plus 100 underdog versus Michelle Pereira. You got to sing his name. Michelle Pereira. Uh, minus 120. Let's see if this is moved at all. This is a very intriguing fight here. Plus 100, minus 120 has stayed the same. I love this fight. I absolutely love this fight. Thought I broke it down pretty well on the Anakin Florian podcast. Haven't changed my mind. I'm still going Pereira. Um, I think that Ponsonibio is 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 a good fighter. I think there was times where he was considered maybe among the best at 170 in title contention. And absolutely, possibly, he's younger than I give him credit for. Not that I give him credit for. He's a lot younger than I think he is. But he's been bitten by the injury bug. He's out for a long time. This is a, He's really putting camps back-to-back -back now. Um, and I like that. But Pereira's a special dude. Pereira's one of the more active guys. He's taking a little bit of time off. Uh, probably the longest break in his UFC career. The big bug on uh, the big bugaboo, bugaboo. Um, I had a teacher back in middle school that you say that. Oh, that's one of my bugaboos. Uh, Pereira's biggest bugaboo is that he would get taken down and wrestled, you know, enter Tristan Connolly, you know, 145 pounder, took this giant 70 pounder down over and over again. And he gasses out because he does 40 fucking backflips, right? He dances to the cage. But I think he's fixed some of the energy problems. I think he's fixed some of the wrestling problems. I don't think he's lights on the ground or anything. But I think Ponsonibio, if he wants to take it that route, hey, I'm going to fight smart. I can take this dude down. He's going to have a lot harder time than I think because Ponsonibio, to me, is not that great of a wrestler. He's a good boxer, great hands. His kicks are okay. Pereira, on the other hand, good chin, good hands, good kicks. I want to see him push for a knockout here. He doesn't have a finish besides a Danny Roberts KO in the very beginning. He can do something flashy and catch Ponsonibio. Ponsonibio has been put down, has been put out before. I like Pereira in the spot. I'm pretty confident in it. Um, and just for fun, Pereira, not for fun, for money, Pereira by KO is plus 350. Pereira by decision, plus 180. I, would, I like both those spots. You're getting a better number. Minus 120 is a gorgeous number as well. But give me Michelle Pereira. 
I like this spot for him. Um, Pasnibu has got to really come out and show out to beat this guy. This guy's got a lot of steam right now, a lot of heat, a lot of people eyes on him. He's a beast at 170. Um, so yeah, so Ponzi's got to come out hot, and and he might. But I just think Pereira is just better everywhere, and I and I, I I just don't see him losing. All right, Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira, main event uh, again. Broke it down on the Anakin Florian. Let's see the lines have changed here. Holly Holm minus 240. So she's went up a little bit. And uh, Ketlin Vieira is a plus 195. Love Holly Holm in this spot. Um, Ketlin Vieira is a very low-volume fighter. She's She really has good posture in the octagon, right? You know, whenever I see her fight, she's fighting people. And, and she's a big girl for the division as well. And just a lot of posturing and and, you know, it's almost people are afraid to engage with her. And she has doesn't, I don't think she has any knockouts in the UFC, right? Does she have any finishes in the UFC? I mean, blah, blah, blah. Arm triangle choke over Sarah McMahon. Uh, everything else is just split decisions. She got knocked out by Irene Adana by left hook, which was a beautiful left hook. But Holly Holmes taking a little bit of a break. Yes, she's 40, but she's at the fuck up. And she's taking a little break, which I like. And I think Holly's going to maintain the distance on the outside. I don't think Holly's going to be bothered by the posturing that Caitlin does because she just doesn't do nothing. She doesn't throw anything, right? You know, she looks like a big, powerful puncher. She has no finishes. I think Holly's going to go after her. I think Holly's going to stay on the outside, throw a kick, throw her hands. And if it gets to a grappling exchange, I think Holly is going to be the better one there. I think Holly is hard to take down. He's hard to hold down. And I think Holly, last couple fights, she has proven like, hey, I like some takedowns. I like being on top as well. Holly knows she needs to win this fight. Uh, I'm very confident in Holly home spot here. Um, this is also the hair bet. You know, I almost risked my hair, but I felt bad risking a hair bet. Two to one favorite, right? I, I want to do it more like minus 125 or something like that as opposed to some giant favorite, right? Because I need a haircut. And if I shaved it, you know, guys at work told me I looked like Uncle Fester if I shaved it. So that hurt my feelings, but I don't give a shit. Shave it. But this wasn't this wasn't the right bet. All right, so that's it. The podcast is 33 minutes. See, one guy told me, hey, you break down fights too long. What? Hey, your intros are too long. What? It's a tight 35. We're getting you in, you're getting you out. There's 11 fights here. I broke them down and got you in and got you out. Protect. What? People are nuts. They're nuts. All right. I've been yelling a yacht lot. I'm sorry. I've been distracted. You know, whatever. All right. Dog lock. Your boy. Send him home. Joseph Holmes. Mortal lock. Jalton Almeida. Three plays right there. That's a parlay right there. That's the three lock parlay if you want to hit that. You can play home straight up or you can play him by finish. Whatever you want to do. Finish obviously going to get you a better number. Whatever you want to do. Or if you're a straight guy, don't do it. All right. Here's what everyone wants. <sighs> God damn, I'm nervous. Because I got to win. I got to win. All right. I think I'm thinking I'm making. Okay. I'm making changes on the fly here. I'm making changes on the fly. I, I had I have four or five people written down here um, as a slime ball. And I'm making changes on the fly. All right, so slime ball. Number one, Jalton Almeida, minus 575. The line will probably go up. Do I feel bad putting him in the slime ball being that ridiculously high? And if he loses, I might never leave my room. No, no, I don't. Jalton Almeida, minus 575. Slime ball number two, 
Michelle Pereira, minus 120. That was a late addition. I had a mark down there. The way I broke that down, the more I'm thinking about it, man, I think he's going he's gonna to get it done there um, over Santiago Ponsonia, but he's younger, quicker, faster. Um, he just doesn't need to fuck around. No flips, baby. No fucking flips. Just get, the, get in and get out. It's your biggest fight of your career. And I, and I promised I would never do it again. Maybe I said never. Holly Holm, final leg, plus 204 for the slime ball. Now, I have mentioned in the past, I don't want to add women's MMA to the slime ball. But I have a very strong read on Holly Holm. And even for a guy like me that can't live bet, this is a good head situation. The slime ball literally just went down as we're talking to plus 201. Holly Holm just jumped up some more points. So get on it while you can. Um, who's listening to me live? I'm moving lines live. This, is, this isn't live. This is fucking pre-taped. I'm moving fucking lines, man. But anyway, that's it. Michelle Pereira, Holly Holm, Johnson, I made up plus 201 now. We're going to shift up. But uh, what I was saying about the hedge thing, even a guy like me who can't bet live, play the slime ball. Whatever the winning is, Bet opposite Ketlin Vieira because I'm confident the other two to win. We're back in Brazilians, baby. Then at Holly Holm, you're guaranteed a winning night. You can't. We're here to win money, okay? I like lighting the slime ball light. I like being right, but we're here to win money, baby. So let's win money. I'm confident in this card. I'm confident in the locks. Got to pick your spots right, and I think I did. And I'm happy about it, and you're happy about it. Go follow me on Twitter, Brian Petrie MMA. It has switched. If you didn't listen to the last podcast, no longer MMA takes uh, podcast on Twitter. It's Brian Petrie MMA. MMA takes podcast on YouTube and IG. So we still got that going for us. All right. So that's it. That's the show. I love you. Go buy a shirt. Go do something. Let's win some money. Memorial Day weekend break is going to kill us all, but let's regroup. But this weekend we win the money. All right. Let's go. Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! 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 Come on, baby. Woo! Hey, little pal, we don't want you. Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.